0: What's up, friends? Welcome to the DIY Together podcast, where we're convinced that Christianity isn't as complicated as we've made it. Just like cooking the perfect steak or changing your tire or laying backsplash in your kitchen isn't reserved for the paid professionals, neither is a vibrant relationship with Jesus. So we want to equip you to do it yourself together. Well, hey friends, thanks for joining us uh, on the DIY Together podcast. We're so excited for episode two in a five-part series on discipleship. I'm with my friends, Jason and Kelsey. Hey, hey. Good to see you guys. <laughs> Excited. Uh, this is we're like last episode felt so good and and like we were shocked by the way uh, that it went as fast as it did. It just felt <laughs> like it was such a good conversation. By the way, if you're listening uh, to this as we approach the question of how do I make disciples and you haven't listened to the first episode, how do I know I'm ready to make disciples? Let me just say, if I was looking at the, this podcast. I probably wouldn't click automatically at that first one. I just assume like, Oh yeah, I'm ready. Cause I'm a member of a church or whatever. Um, but I just want to say, go listen to it. Right. Like, mm-hmm. is that okay to say like, it's just, yeah. there's so many valuable pieces of conversation. I thought that was pure gold. And some of our conversation today won't make sense unless you go back. We talked yeah. about sneaky discipleship. Yeah, we did <laughs> <laughs> Got to figure out what that is. Um, we talked about, yeah, what, what does it mean to, I don't know. I'm ready. Well, you've got to be a disciple of Jesus. Well, what is a disciple of Jesus? Well, let's explain it. and and, uh, and how, how we know we're ready to, to make disciples. So, um, it's amazing. It's great. It was a great episode. I thought you guys are about amazing content. So if you're listening, you haven't listened to that one go back, listen, it'll help lay the foundation for this next episode. But I want to start out, we're talking about how to make disciples. Uh, the next few weeks, we're going to, how do I find someone to disciple? How do I multiply disciples, like make a disciple who makes a disciple? And then lastly, how do I find someone to disciple me? But for this one, how do I make disciples? I make a disciple. I thought it would be a good uh, like opening question to say, do you guys have discipleship failures? Like we're, we're three people that work for a church, they're talking about discipleship, like that's kind of what we do. It's part of our job description. And we can kind of like give this presence like, Oh, we're gurus at this. And I just want to be like, no, we're actually kind of not like we, everybody struggles with this. We haven't batted a thousand. So, uh, you guys have any examples of discipleship fails, like either cringe moments or, or just like a, dang, I didn't do this right. Or I dropped the ball. Any thoughts? Kelsey, you you go. Yeah. You
1: you got so many of these. (laughs) Thank you. Thank yeah. you for that we That's yeah. so encouraging. <laughs> Praise God. Um, okay. Well, yeah. Okay. If you didn't listen to the last episode, that would be my cringy story. It involves a garbage disposal, Ooh. sausage casing was very, very cringey. <laughs> um, but then just like a very relatable real fail is I've been discipling this girl for a couple of years. And she was one of the few that like approached me and was like, Hey, I would like you to disciple me. So very like formal direct discipleship. And We started reading like three different books in the past couple years, haven't finished a single one. So that's just a place like I've dropped the ball and like not like stuck with what I said we're going to do, like not been a sustainer. We're still meeting. It's like good, but I think that's just a little bit of a fail I've done.
0: The classic start it, but never finish it. I've done that so many times. Hey, let's read a book. Two chapters in. Let's read a different book.
1: (laughs) It takes a long time if it's like a chapter a week, you know?
0: It does.
2: But is that just your personal life or is that? Oh, it's a, everything. <laughs> every aspect of my life. <laughs> lots of started, the books. Yeah. Lots of books.
0: Oh, man. Um, By the way, Kristen hates when more books come to our house because she's like, you have literally ordered so many that you haven't read. Like, but I need this one.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. The cringe or moments. I feel like early. So like I got into vocational ministry when I was in my early 20s and like my early 20s were like just like passion, like, let's go, let's change the world, let's just, yeah. it's just like action, let's mm-hmm. just take the next mountain, and I think because of that, I was, like, overly passionate about a lot of different things, but I remember one guy, we met at uh, Starbucks or something, we had a long, this conversation, I just remember my, my, my heart was just racing, I was like, come on, like, get in the game, let's go, and we got in the car, and I just looked at him, and I, and I said to him, I said, dude, either you need to poop or get off the pot,
1: oh <laughs> and, my and he looked,
2: He looked at me and he didn't understand what I meant by that at all. I don't
1: understand what he (laughs) meant.
2: (laughs) <laughs> and, and he looked at me and he goes what do you mean poop or get off the pot and at that moment i didn't know what to say i knew yeah. it was way too intense i don't even know what that means completely either Jeez. but and i think he like, literally like thought i meant that he's supposed to like, take a dump or something and it was <laughs> weird i didn't know what to do i'd be like, so
0: intimidated by that oh my gosh kelsey you don't say that to your life <laughs> no not no. yet, not assault yet. Leaders?
2: <laughs> so that was that was a fail moment in my Jeez. life that didn't that didn't go so well I love it. I love I, it. I guess we got to go. And we just drove away. We didn't really address oh. it. Love the yeah. honesty of
1: that story. <laughs>
2: oh, my god, That was bad. So I th- I hope I've like.
0: You need to reach out to him. Doing it a little bit Send better. Him better yeah. <laughs> flowers <laughs> or. Repent. Just ask him if he or something. Or something. Yeah. No. I don't know. Sorry, I just text it- him. Um, dude, that's so funny. I Well, so like my kids are my primary disciples, right? Like Haddon, Gracie, and Eden. And, you know, discipleship, I mean, the, the, the sweetest fruit of discipleship is replication. Like if you, you know, someone you're discipling uses the same language as you mm-hmm. or does what you do. Yeah. And also the most bitter fruit of discipleship uh, is replication. As sure. Like you're doing something and like Haddon, oh my gosh, he just does all these things that I do. And I'm just like, this is not, I've not been effectively making this little three-year-old a disciple of mine. Like he is a disciple but he's like in some negative senses of who i am (laughs) so again he just like it's so funny like he thinks all my kids think like poop fart, everything is so funny. Which, I, if you're offended by any of that, I'm just want to say I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but we're just being real, we're being honest. Yeah. But like, he thinks like every joke is like, it's like poopy fart and like this. And we're like, <laughs> oh gosh, I've not given him great content to run on other than that, <laughs> you know? So I feel like that's been oh. a deception. It's not, he's like, he's quoting Proverbs 3. You know, like, you know, Nate Morgan, like, he's just oh. he's so good with his kids. His kids are like, Quoting, you know, singing Bible songs <laughs> that my kids are just talking about, you know, funny. oh yeah. my gosh, but I love them, you know, so that's been my discipleship fail. That's you better great.
2: not listen to this episode then, because you're just going to hear more of it. Hadn't? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, he's, you know, he's been cranking through all the episodes. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> well, hey, so, so getting into some, some of the meat of it too, um, every episode we, we kind of do four things, right? We, the first thing we do is we just dis- demystify it really the the whole core vision is singularized almost as a sniper for this for the whole podcast is that Christianity isn't as complicated as we've made it. That's the whole theme. Like wrap it up what's the podcast about? Well is to explain that Christianity it isn't as complicated. So the first thing we do is we demystify any topic we're talking about. What why have we made this over comp, more complicated than it needs to be? The second thing is giving vision. Like what what's so special about this? What are we missing on if we don't do it? The third thing is equip. Like how do we actually do it then? And the last one is um is to apply or to implement or to do. So um, first thing we, we need to do with the question of how do I make disciples is to demystify it. Like, how have we confused it? And so I'll, I'll, I'll start on this. Um we talked about this last episode, but there's a lot of different things that come to mind when we say how to make a disciple. Is it coffee shop? Is it one-on-one? Is it old person, young person? Is it mentorship? All mm-hmm. these things. But I remember, um, we were at a, uh, church planners assessment six years ago and they're assessing our readiness to plant city light. And, um, and they were like, okay, so what, what's your go-to verse on discipleship? So Justin, uh, or not Justin, Jason, Kels, um, <laughs> think about that just for a second as I'm Mm -hmm. going to talk, what's, what's a go-to verse for discipleship. And, and it wasn't like, not necessarily what you do, but like, what's the goal of discipleship. And I was like, oh, well, I was like, well, you know, maybe a picture would be like, you know, uh, Paul and Timothy, you know, how he talks to him, he's instructing him and fan the flame and stuff like that. And like, okay, but do you have a verse? I'm like, I don't know, like maybe something in first Timothy. And they're like, okay, what else? I'm like, well, Matthew 28, you know, sure. in 18 through 20, like go and make disciples of all nations. And they're okay, that tells us like the command to do it. But what's the goal? Like, what's, what are you running at? Like, what's your end? And I was like, I, I was like, I literally don't know. And they're like, so hold on, what's your mission statement? I was like, multiply disciples and churches. And they're like, so. <laughs> So and I'm like, uh, move on, move on, pass. Can I call a friend? You know, and they gave uh, this verse Romans eight twenty nine is their is is their discipleship verse. And I thought it was so profound. But Romans eight twenty nine says that you were predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son. That was the verse they gave for discipleship, and I thought it was so profound and so simple. But they had said y- we can talk all day about how to make a disciple, but really the question comes down to what's like why make a disciple or what's the goal mm-hmm. in that discipleship and the, and it was just to make people more like Jesus and so it was almost like this idea if you're not conforming to the image of Jesus then it's not discipleship like in some regard if there's not a push towards conformity to him so if you're learning more if you're doing more but none of that is actually a conformity to his image to Jesus then it's then it's irrelevant. It's worthless. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was so good to, for me to like mm-hmm. wrap my mind around that idea and go, okay. So and I, and I had to assess my discipleship of how I've been making disciples and going, yeah. oh gosh, are they conforming to my image? Are they just becoming like me? This is my disciplines. This is how I do it. Or are they actually like looking at the King and going, I want to be like him. So I thought that was really, really good to kind of untangle this whole big thing of how do I do this? And is it a coffee shop and what's the location and what's the frequency? And went, oh, mm-hmm. I'm, What's the whole heart of it is to help people become more like Jesus yeah. um, or to help people see the beauty of Jesus if it's evangelistic discipleship. Um, but uh, so for you guys, as you guys are kind of thinking, is there a verse that comes to mind uh, that could help us untangle uh, discipleship or anything? Or maybe I mentioned them, but what do you guys, any? or maybe you're in the same spot. Where you're like, oh, gosh, I'm caught off guard, <laughs> you know, in anything.
1: I mean, I think that verse to conform. To look more like Jesus is like probably the pinnacle. I think another one that I'm thinking of is from Second Peter, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Hmm. Christ. Like the growing part is feels like a huge part of discipleship and being a disciple, like not to be stagnant Hmm. and not to let your disciples be stagnant to keep growing in like both grace and knowledge of Jesus is what I'm thinking. That's gold.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, my, my first thought when you said that was the great commission, like, mm-hmm. and, and so now when you, now it's like, oh, great. Now you just threw that one under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and then like, I think after that, I was thinking of, uh, the Romans 12 too. It's like the, the being transformed by the renewing of your mind. yeah, But then it goes on to say, like, be able to test and approve God's will, his good and perfect will. And and I suppose, you know, you could, you could use that to go along like, mm-hmm. the lines of like, to glorify God, to, mm-hmm. to magnify him, you know, mm-hmm. our mission statement there. But yeah, that's, that's something like, well, yeah, I'd, I'd need to think about that. Yeah. to mm-hmm. chew on that one for a little while. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Well,
0: it, I mean, it's, it's interesting when we're talking about discipleship as this core, I mean, I mean, mul- I, we would say that multiply is the core verb of our church. Right. And like Gavin Johnson started to say, always says like everything healthy multiplies. Like it, it, you know, like that's just what happens when something's healthy. And, um, And so like, that's the core verb, but the core, what would it be, adverb, or I don't even know what it is, but like the, the, the noun of it is that we'd multiply what disciples. And so if we don't have this robust biblical view of discipleship or this place where it's like, we're not just talking about our thoughts here. Like Mm -hmm. we're not just talking about like ideas and practices and philosophy. We're talking about like the Bible, like, and, and his instruction on how to actually multiply disciples. And so I just, yeah, it was like, I think that question really for me went, I don't know if I have a, I mean, I have tons of thoughts on discipleship, Mm -hmm. right? I don't know if I have a ton of verses that I'm always rooting them in, in some regard, or that would really, I felt like we're, we're exhaustively instructive to that, to that regard. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's That's good.
1: Good Good to process through.
0: Do you guys think that there are are any other things about disciple? How do I make a disciple that need to be untangled particularly? That come to mind. I think last week again. Uh, go listen to it if you haven't already. This is your last reminder. Um, <laughs> but we talked about just the fact that discipleship looks really different and we're and we're, we'll talk about this later so I don't want to give that much away but I think one of the things is like we've overcomplicated discipleship by just so narrowing it into yeah. one expression of an older person in your as a in older in age is yeah. mentoring a younger person and that means coffee for an hour once a week mm-hmm. and i think we've so narrowed it where we've forgotten the real goal of it to be like Jesus, or we've forgotten the, the actual, the expression of it in Jesus's life that mm-hmm. he spent all this time with people and all that. Yeah. So I think it's just like, um, and it's all, it's not always like this, you know, transitioning of information too. So any other thoughts that you would be like, oh, this is going to be important to know, or can we move on to vision?
1: I mean, I think that when you asked it, that's what I was thinking. It's probably like something to entangle. It's just that there's one right way to do it. Like you'll mm-hmm. never have mm-hmm. the same discipleship relationship with two people. That's so Like true. ever, you know, just people are different. So they need different discipleship.
2: Wow. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think the the last episode, there's so much, even just for me hearing what you guys had to say, kind of about more of an overt style of discipleship, uh, versus just kind of a natural life way of discipling. That's something I've, I've even been chewing with that, um, you know, I, I remember there was a, a time that I did some discipleship with youth and uh, I guess looking back, I'm like, yeah, that that was discipleship in some ways that I might not have saw, seen it before where every other week we do this thing called life skills uh, where we'd yeah. go out and we would I'd teach them skills of life. Like we would learn how to bake a pie or learn how to uh, change, change, change your tire mm-hmm. or, or different things like that. And I look at that and say, huh, I, I think there was actually discipleship that was happening within that in go ways ahead. that I'd. I maybe thought the the by those were bi weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. where where actual discipleship was when we were we were sitting there Talking studying a the specific Bible. passage. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, no, that was <laughs> thank God he he may have redeemed that in ways that I didn't even see. Yeah. <laughs> so sneaky that's cool.
0: discipleship.
1: Sneaky. There we
0: go. <laughs> that's awesome. Um yeah. So, so as we kind of move into the, I feel like it's kind of untangled as we look into like the vision of discipleship, like again, in some of this is probably Romans eight twenty nine, 29. Right. But the question for, for this is like, what am I missing out on if I don't know how to make disciples? Like what happens if we don't, uh, no. So Jason thoughts on that's on that. Yeah, sure.
2: Um, and, and I, I might not hit this one straight on the head, but I, this is something that just over the last week of, uh, something that came up to my mind at least, um, in in regard to this conversation was I was talking with uh, one of our city group leaders, and I was talking to him just about his experience in the past with being part of Bible studies and, and small groups of, of various kinds, and, and then just kind of gave vision for what discipleship looked like and, and the whole side of like, hey, like there's two different parts to it. There's one side that's uh, evangelism, and there's the other side that's spiritual formation. And, and he we, we, we went back and forth, we wrestled with that because he was having a hard time. He said, I, I don't understand how discipleship can be um, outreach oriented. And, and then as I continue to break that down and talk about the evangelism piece, he's like, wow, like it, w- it was, like a really neat moment uh-huh. like, where you have just kind of a heart to heart moment where he's like, I feel like I've missed out on half of what discipleship is. Wow. I've been focusing so much on, uh, like when we, we sit down and, and he said, even, I mean, even to be, even be more transparent, he's like, I, I, I even feel like discipleship has been more about me than anybody else. Like mm-hmm. when I got into a small group, it was about what is this group going to pour into me? Wow. But he said, even if it was pouring into other people, I still was only focused on the believer. I, mm-hmm. I, we, in my group, myself, none of this had an outward expression of discipleship, like loving our neighbors in word and deed, thus evangelism. Uh, and, and he said, I, I just really feel like I missed out and I have missed out greatly mm-hmm. in that. And so I think that's, that's a big one. I mean, like if we're not discipling at all, yeah, we're missing out on a lot of like the purpose of, of, how God's like what, like the mission that he's, he's inviting us into, um, part of how we're created to, uh, <laughs> run our days, so to yeah. speak. Uh, but then also like we we're we're invited into this crazy mission that we have no reason being in with God. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's invited us into it and, and we get to live this crazy, amazing story. But if we just don't take part of it, or maybe even if we just see part of it, like if, if we have a, a wrong view of what discipleship is, we might just only get to experience discipleship in, in like a, the confines of a coffee shop and totally. reading the Bible and then feel like we've discipled just a couple handful of people in our entire lives hmm. and maybe miss tons of opportunity. That's right in front of us, both for disciple sneaky discipling people and, <laughs> and also for sharing the gospel with those that are around us and seeing that as discipleship. So I just think there's a lot we can miss and just a lot of joys and like the impact that we can make in people's lives like for eternity. And I think maybe this is weird, but I, I, this is my own thing. This isn't theologically correct at all, (laughs) but I've often wondered if someday in heaven, we're going to sit at like a table and have like, you know, meals together and, and a thing where we look across the table and, and, and like have conversations about what was it like here? Like what, what was it like during your, you know, yeah. however many years you had and, and to have people across the table, look over and be like, man, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful that you took the time to disciple me, uh, mm-hmm. whether that means sharing the gospel or helping me see some of these truths that we're talking about today, that could radically change the lives in the eternity of totally. where people are going to, are going to be. And and I, I hope that those conversations or that those times when we're eating, that there's a lot of conversation that's able yeah. to happen and not just me sitting saying, man, I really wish I would use my time better. Totally. Mm-hmm. That's good. But.
0: Well, and I mean too to untangle Matthew twenty eight, you know, the go to great commission, go make disciples. His commission in that, and we'll probably talk about this in the next section of equipping, but is to teach them what all that Jesus has commanded and to baptize them. So that that core commission of make disciples is actually, isn't even necessarily mature. I mean, part of it's maturing disciples, but part of it's actually making brand new disciples. If you're baptizing someone, they're a new disciple, they're a new believer, you know? So it's like, it's weird that we've kind of singularized discipleship to just be spiritual formation, getting Christians who are hungry and helping and feed them. And it's like, well, yeah, but you're also getting non-believers who are hungry and they're feasting on the world and they're starving Mm -hmm. and it's going, no, here's, here's John four, here's the bread of life, you know, like here's, here's, Here's the, or John six, and then here's John four. Here's the water that satisfies you, you know? So it's, it's, it's a mix of both. And I think we have missed out big time by not seeing that too. Um, yeah, that's, that's amazing. Any other thoughts, Kells? Jason? That's kind of (laughs) it.
1: I think it's helpful the way you've clarified, like evangelistic discipleship and spiritual formation discipleship, just so that our, like my brain is even being helped by that, like those two categories and that they're both like. Necessary and needed and part of the Great Commission to all of us believers.
0: Absolutely, yep. Yeah. And I, I know too. Like I talked to a ton of people. Um, th- yeah, there are people in my story that I would say were making me disciple before I was a disciple mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. And then there are people that were making me, mo- they were maturing me as a disciple after I became a disciple. And so it's helpful to have both frameworks to not just assume mm-hmm. um, that. And and also, um, I'll maybe ask this real quick. Any thoughts on? Um, any thoughts between you two on how to balance discipleship? So if we're going, Hey, nice. I want to, and maybe this is the equip piece. So maybe I'm jumping forward, but is there any sense? And if it is, let's go to equip. No, like let how me, do let I me jump do this. in and take some but, of the answers. But it's like, <laughs> it's like, how do we actually manage if, you know, if I've got so much time, you know, whatever in relationships, how am I managing maturing disciples and like existing disciples in spiritual formation and how am I trying to make new disciples? You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like how am I balancing those? And some people are more bent toward believers Mm -hmm. and maturing them, discipleship. And some people are bent to making brand new believers, you know, any thoughts on that? Like engaging the balance of that?
2: Yeah. I, I mean, for me, it's it's like you just said the bent thing. Like I always have to fight for whatever I'm not good at. You you, you bend towards making new disciples. So yeah, right? yeah. Naturally, that would be more so there. And and but but probably me too. But that comes from in the morning. Like I the very first thing in the morning, like I've got to be praying to God, saying, God, give me eyes to see. Hmm. Like let let me see. Otherwise, I'll go through my day and I'll miss him. Wow. But the days that I do pray that, it's like I see it, like it's there. You're I'm asking like, the I'm question, like, what? Like God, I, I start my day, not every day, but on sure. the days where I'm, I got my head on straight, i be like, God, just give me <laughs> eyes to see the opportunities that are around me. Like great. that's it, that's it, and that's it great. really changes my day. And some of those days, it's wild. Like I get done with the day, I'm like, Whoa! Huh. Like I'm really tired. I shouldn't ask that. No, but but no, no but <laughs> there's like full. really really cool uh, conversations that pop up just because I see it, and they're they're. All the time, and so like I'm naturally going to say, "What's the balance?" Well, I'm never going to put a balance on sharing the gospel, Mm -hmm. people, like all day, every day. Let's go, totally. Uh, You know, as long as I'm not burning myself out, I got to be, I got to be smart. Yeah. Um, But on the other side, uh, I mean, this again, it goes, it goes to a little bit of what we talked about before, but uh, the whole. If, if I'm discipling other people specifically uh, who are believers I, I love what you guys had, had mentioned about just like w- what are you already doing that you can invite people into mm-hmm. and that's an area I need to grow more in that because I think so much more of like I'm, I'm more naturally bent towards like let's very strategically set something up to accomplish a goal that we're trying to get to yeah and, and I think I miss out a lot on like opportunities where if I'm going to go to the park with my kids to mm-hmm. invite somebody into that and see that as an opportunity to disciple mm-hmm. them uh, rather than saying well you know I have my kids today i don't have an opportunity to go out Hmm. i can't do one-on-one stuff my kids are nuts or like i can't invite somebody over how are we going to get anywhere but like i don't know what god's going to be able to do through just inviting somebody to be part of what i'm already doing and then just care for the people speak truth into them and i think discipleship's already happening within that but that's an area i need to grow in but but there's just so much there's so much i miss out on if you want to talk about if i'm speaking to myself and what are we missing out on i I see areas that i've definitely missed out on that i see uh, yeah I see you, I see like you, Austin, like you've done that so many times where I'm like, man, you're always inviting people to be part of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, you're, I don't even know people, I don't think it's sneaky anymore. I think people know (laughs) what you're doing. I think I got to call it on the carpet, but, but, but you're doing it. And, and I think that's really cool. Mm -hmm. Yep.
1: I don't want to say too, I think like there's some part to like fight what your natural bent is, but also just to lean into that. Like mm. if I'm more gifted at maturing a, an already believing believer and like not, and if you two are more like bent towards making people like leading them to the Lord, I think that's something to lean into because that's, that's why we're part of one body with many parts, like one body, many mm-hmm. members. So I think if the Lord is naturally given you a passion and a gifting, like obviously you should be engaging with both types of people, but like leaning in is probably okay. And like so probably great. what the Lord would be calling you to.
0: That's great, mm-hmm. and I also I one thousand percent agree. Ephesians four, I think it's Ephesians four. It says like, uh, you know, do the work of an evangelist. And it's the call to the whole church. So mm-hmm. there's really there's really a call to ev- even if you have. So for people here and hearing Kelsey say that that are more geared towards hanging out with believers and maturing them, mm-hmm. what she's not saying is that you get a free pass on sharing the gospel with new, you know, yeah. with un- unbelievers. Sure. But but I think there is a sense of really really leaning in. Like I talked to Bob Walls all the time about that. Like mm-hmm. he's he. He's so good at maturing believers and he has to fight mm-hmm. that and, and go, I'm going to, I mean, 95% of his time is maturing believers, mm-hmm. but yeah. 5% of his time against his own kind of will, natural tendency, he goes and hangs out with non-believers mm-hmm. and it's amazing. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. Um, mm-hmm.
1: And we're like the light, like we're called to go into the darkness. So like yeah. if the light's just always around the light, there's no like darkness being lit up, if that makes sense. So, so go into mm-hmm. the darkness too. A thousand
0: percent. Well, cause put some flesh on this for us equip us like how do we actually do this and this is kind of Jason and I were talking before this like this is kind of the most important point of this whole episode <laughs> it's is like no okay answer the question how do we actually make disciples so mm-hmm. i'm just give us your wisdom on this i'm so excited you're 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 so good at this too kc like mm-hmm. you do it naturally covertly you do it Overtly, I mean, you're just, you're a discipleship machine in a million different ways. So I'm like really, really grateful to learn from you. And I'm excited to hear what you're saying.
1: Thanks. Thanks. And I want you guys to like, uh, no, if you no, have things to add or, add or challenge. This is an hour long okay, monologue. No. Okay. <laughs> I'll keep it short. Okay. So I think something to go off of like the both evangelistic and spiritual formation An equipping thing is just to hang out with people. Like this is something, no matter who it is, like seek them out and hang out with them. Um, Hospitality feels huge. Inviting people just into Mm. your life. It doesn't even have to be into your home. Like Jason was saying, like at the park, just invite people in, um, do laundry, make meals together or meeting them where they're at too. For me right now, that just looks like going to campus a lot. Like a lot of people don't have cars. So meet them where they are at. Hey,
2: can I pause you real quick? Yeah. Did you just say invite them to do laundry with you?
1: I did. I that's did. brilliant.
2: So Thank they can you. help do your laundry. What about the underwear
1: though? <laughs> 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 we were... That's true. Do that before. Dude, do I'm totally <laughs> inviting
2: people to do my laundry. Honestly. That's what, that's like, what she said it's discipleship. A
1: girl and I <laughs> made like shelves that way in my old apartment. It's like kind of nice. That's um, amazing. I, I do want to say something here. A lot of times I've heard, maybe dudes don't hear this as much, but just like go to the grocery store together. That yes. feels impossible for my brain. I have to say, wow. unless it's a fun grocery trip. If you have like an, like an actual, like whole list for your meals for the week, that feels hard. So mm. do what works for you, but just hang out with people. Yep. Um, and then specifically for people who are already believers, so more of the spiritual formation thing, um, there's like some practical things I have. So stamp, Kay. S-T-A-M-P-S. It's just like questions you can ask. So S is like soul check. How is your heart? How are you doing? T, what is God teaching you? A accountability. So like what sin feels heavy from mm-hmm. the last week or whatever month. Um, M is mission, like who are you reaching, that's who's great. in your circle, who's in your sphere of influence. And then P is just like prayer requests. So Wow. That's Stale. something. Yeah. Um, there's also like a head, hands and heart thing. So head, just like what are you learning? Like what knowledge do you want to grow in? Heart. Well, how's your heart doing? Classic. Mm-hmm. And then hands, like, what are you doing missionally? Wow. Um, just three areas to check in on. Another thing is just asking your disciples what they're looking to learn and grow. in. so this kind yes. of goes with the, like Matthew 28, teaching them like, Hey, what do you not understand about the Bible that you want to like learn? And then going from there, like actually making their time worthwhile, I would say. Yep. Um, and, and, and interjecting to that yeah. real
0: quick. That, that was one of the things that Romans 828 or 829 was speaking into for them. They were saying like, A much, and this is like, I was like, I sat back in my seat and I was like, oh crap. But they talked about basically situational discipleship Hmm. and versus intentional discipleship. So situational discipleship was like, is basically the whole root of your relationship, just checking in on them and just how are you doing or Mm -hmm. are you leading them anywhere? And so I like love that. Like, I love that, that point of like, you're asking them like, where do you want to go? You mm-hmm. know, like, and, and you also want an agenda in that relationship too. Where like I'm trying, I'm unashamedly saying Matthew, or I mean, Romans 8, 29, I want to conform you to the image of yeah. his son, or I'm going to see that happen in your life. Mm-hmm. But I just felt like so much of my discipleship was just, and again, that doesn't discount stamp or, I mean, and stamp was a part of it or, you know, head, heart, hands, but it was like, it, it was, not just like, hey, tell me where you're at, and wherever you're at, we're gonna go from there, and we're just gonna mm-hmm. process that. It was like I actually want to get that, but I also want to take you to the next mm-hmm. sp- space. So I thought that was so important in that, yeah, uh, like that that difference between situational, just meet them where they're at, and, and leave it there, or situational turns into intentional, and it's like, yeah, but let's direct you here. You yeah, know, if it's like, oh, my mission isn't good. It's like, well, well, you know. Let's 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 push towards that, you know? Mm -hmm. Which goes mm -hmm.
1: with Second Peter three eighteen, grow in the grace and knowledge. Like we're called to grow in the knowledge of Jesus. So I -hmm. love that a lot. Um another thing is just to share with your disciple what God is already teaching you. This doesn't have to be like a super complicated thing where you prep like curriculum or something. You can just be like, Hey man, I've been learning this. Like, what do you think about that? What has God been teaching you? Um, and then another thing when you're hanging out with people just be vulnerable because vulnerability breeds vulnerability So like a lot of times I have to be the first one to confess or the first one to share what's hard or the Mm -hmm. first one to do whatever um, and then there's some wisdom in that too leading from an open wound versus a scar, which we could maybe talk about later, but Mm -hmm. um, yeah, just being vulnerable is huge. No doubt. Um, Mm -hmm. i'm doing like rapid fire. So we're almost done And by the way if you're
0: listening jot these down. This is is like, yeah, yeah,
1: literally. Um, another one is just practicing spiritual disciplines together. So this can be opening up the word. Like, do you know how to read the Bible? Let's like do it together. It could be like fasting, like, Hey man, that's probably under practice, spiritual discipline. Like let's do it together. Thursdays until five, whatever. Um, prayer asking Mm -hmm. people like, do you know how to pray? How's your prayer life? Um, stuff like that.
2: So. Hey, just to interject in that yeah. one, uh, since I knew we were going to be talking about disciplines, I actually uh, brought uh, a book. It's called "The Celebration of Discipline" by Richard Foster. Just, uh, I, I would say, if you're trying to figure out what are like what are spiritual disciplines, what does that look like? Um, this book is pretty killer about it. And I think one of the things I appreciate so much is it talks about like the three different types of disciplines. Ones like inward things like uh, meditation, prayer, fasting. Then it's like outward which is like solitude, submission, service, mm-hmm. different things like that. And then there's corporate, which is like confession, worship, guidance, mm-hmm. celebration, things like that. So if you're looking for a resource to just go deeper in spiritual disciplines and what they are, because we can easily just spout out like spiritual disciplines. People, yeah. A lot of people I think are like, what, what, what is are that? Them? yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyways, that's a really great celebration resource. Discipline. Yeah, 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 awesome. celebration discipline.
0: We did episode on, uh, on Sabbath. We did two of them and um, and, some, and maybe though we'll have to do some episodes. And we did uh, one or two on reading the Bible too. So mm-hmm. a couple of disciplines, but it'd be fun. Maybe that's our next episodes uh, after we get done with discipleship to look at yeah. disciplines. So I love anyways, that. keep going. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just wrote down, be ready to listen a lot because mm-hmm. um, active listening can be really, really fruitful. Like listening to someone about where they're at, where they want to grow, whatever, and not thinking about how you can respond or like what parable mm-hmm. you can tell them or like what scripture goes exactly with it. But mm-hmm. just listening to know them and to listen Wow. Um, just reminds me a lot of Jesus witness. Like he was with people a lot. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> I'm almost there, but remember where you were as a baby Christian. Uh-huh. So like if someone's not a believer yet, or if they're like a new believer, just yes. to remember and have like that, like gracious expectations of them, not be like, wow, I want you to get like here in a week, but just like having, um, yeah, just gentle, gracious expectations and remembering where you were in yep. like their story. Hmm. Um, And like Austin said, teach people how to follow Jesus, not how to follow you. And that's the best thing that you can do to conform people to the image of Christ. And then the last thing, which feels like blanket statement, both for evangelism and spiritual formation type of Mm -hmm. discipleship. Um, I'm going through First Thessalonians with some girls uh, on Sunday nights. And First Thessalonians 2.18 talks about having an affectionately desirous relationship. Um, Paul, Silas, and Timothy were talking about that to the church. And that just is so convicting to me because sometimes I'm meeting with people and I'm like, okay, I got to teach you how to do this, like show you how Jesus did that. Like let's read, let's pray, let's whatever. But not actually like enjoying the time together Mm -hmm. if I'm being super honest. So just Mm -hmm. like praying to ha- have a curiosity and a friendship and like have an affectionately desirous relationship with wow. your disciples feels huge. Like yep. Paul really enjoyed the people that he, um, like the places that churches were planted and Jesus loved his disciples so much. He was totally. with them. He wept over sit, like he, people just, yeah, they are good examples of like actually caring about your disciples. So that feels like above all of it, just praying for an affectionately desirous relationship. Yeah. Feels huge to me. Wow.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> Another thing, so, you know, I'm. Uh, lead D group, which is city group leaders, you know, you lead several of them, like a lot of the salt staff do and community members do as well. But even just like the practicality of coming into that situation and saying, Hey, there's going to be a space where this just feels organic catching up. And then there's a space too, where it's like, Hey, we're going to get in the word. Mm -hmm. And we're like going through John together. And we're looking at, you know, for seven weeks in a row, we're going to look at his seven I am statements or something. So it's helpful. I think just if I was going to get like uber practical on it, if you are, you know, and this is like, I have people come with me to, football games and you know, to work on my house or do what, like all those organic things. And those just happen, you know, organically or what are you doing? But if you're sitting down and you're actually like intentionally leading someone somewhere, it's helpful to mix your conversation in. If -hmm. I, if I I had an hour with somebody or a group of people, and by the way, that's another conversation. Do I make disciples individually or with a group of of them Mm -hmm. in which, by the way, it seemed like a majority of Jesus' discipleship wasn't one-on-one. It was one-on-three or one-on-twelve. And so it's like, you have to think about that. But, um, But, but all that to be said, that's usually, so we're reading a book called Thoughts for Young Men by J.C. Ryle is written like hundreds of years ago, but it's super, super good. And so for the first 30 minutes, I've got this list of questions. I'll just read them like super fast if I can find them. Um, but it's been, um, it's been helpful for us to like walk through and I'll just grab on to like one, one question. And, um, and then we'll talk about it. And then we'll go into like, it'd be like a stamp for instance, mm-hmm. uh, or, and then we'll go the last 30 minutes. We'll go into this book. We'll actually read it together. I've also found in discipleship when we're reading a book, especially with guys, maybe girls are different, but guys are terrible about coming in with whatever is read. Girls are so, not different. Really? No one
1: likes to read before. I will tell you that. So do,
0: do you, so almost all my discipleship relationships, if we're reading a book, we read it together. Yeah. Is that yep. the same? Yep. Yeah. I've
1: changed that yeah. throughout yeah. the co- past couple of years. Even
0: Kristen and I in marriage, when yeah. we're like reading something. I'm like, I, I just, so we sit down, we sit shoulder to shoulder we had a pen and then we're mm-hmm. just reading and you read a page and then you read a page yep. and i'll read a page yep. and then we mark it and then we just talk what did you love about it what stuck out mm-hmm. but here's my holistic check-in run through it real quick how's your and i say like eyes how's your eyes what are you looking at how's your thirst what are you longing for how's your wallet what are you spending on How's your heart? What are you feeling like? What emotions? How's your mouth? What are you speaking like? How have you been? You know, your tongue, or whatever. How's your ears? Like, what are you listening to? Like, what's you know, music, podcast, whatever. How's your mind? What are you thinking about? How's your head? What are you learning about? Like, what new things? How's your hands? What are you working on? How's your soul? What are you loving most? How's your feet? What are you moving toward? And then, how's your schedule? What are you spending time on? Mm-hmm. So, sometimes we'll just usually go through that. and I'll do like a little like, boom, we're gonna do this one, and we'll talk about it for a while or two of them. But it, you know, it's like the stamp thing. It's just something to get some of those. Conversations conversations mm-hmm. going and going, okay, we're, we're actually knowing mm-hmm. how we're doing because some discipleship relationships are all that. And you're just talking about how you're doing. Some relationships are like no relationship mm-hmm. and it's all just content. Mm-hmm. So I think mixing it, that's how I've at least, if I'm trying to give a framework to, if you're going to spend an hour with somebody or three people, that would be how I've done it. Yeah. To say. That's good. And that's good.
1: probably what you'd want if you have discipleship with someone, you wouldn't want to talk about your feelings for an hour and you wouldn't want to read a book for an hour. So no. like the mixing just feels healthy for both sides. Great. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's great. Well, friends, thank you for, for joining us. I'm excited uh, as, we, as we continue on this. Hopefully these two episodes have been really, really helpful and clarifying. And uh, I know some of you guys are like, oh, we, 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 we need another episode. I think we're recording next Monday. I think, we're, I think it's it. So we'll, we'll, or this is a Monday, we release them on Thursday. But so I think we'll only have to wait one more week to get the next episode. But so thank you guys for joining us. I pray that uh, this conversation has been helpful. Um, if I could say you know, anything too on a real practical application we said this last time, just be with people, like intentionally Mm -hmm. be with people. It doesn't have to be, uh, always additional. Like you're, it's new people, but just looking at making a list. Who is in my life that I have discipleship connections with? How can I be intentional with them? So we love you guys. Hopefully this episode has helped you understand that making disciples isn't as complicated as we made it. We'll see you next time.